The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I apologize for the craptastic audio. We're having some issues. Andrew's at Whole Foods uh, buying dinner or whatever of uh, his holistic quinoa. lifestyle. Quinoa. 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 Kevin is getting ready for another one of his dates, and I'm uh, in my boxers in my kitchen. Anyway, we're sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they have a great menu. They have 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV. Go there. Watch the NFL playoffs. Uh, watch Dallas get gifted another victory in Green Bay this week. It'll be fun. Uh, the do Pelican House. Do you guys think I should get long grain or basmati? Oh, geez, you should eat like a man. That's what you should do. Um, uh, <laughs> basmati, just because of the way it sounds. Just you can have extra pretension. All right, basmati it is. The Pelican House. Boom. You should support them because they should – support us and also if you don't want this bad audio you should donate like people did all last week uh go to our pod go to our podcast page donate a dollar paypal 50 cents a dollar whatever you can we love it all do it now all right um it's the off season so the saints naturally wouldn't have any news today on a random monday during except, the play except for bum, junior bum, bum, bum. Junior Gallet, we should have done the breaking news. Junior Gallet got arrested for domestic violence uh, by throwing a woman that he said was a dancer. She said he is his personal assistant and has been living with him for, for two years. Uh, no. He threw her out the apartment. She had a bloody year. Uh, she said that him and another man attacked her and went on top of her and that she couldn't breathe. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly, of course, allegedly. allegedly. Um, uh, so that whisper was for Wang, by the way. <laughs> Andrew, um, before we get to the to the uh, cap revelations, um, the Saints really have never had like a troublemaker like this uh, in the Sean Payton era. I don't think. Uh, so, what do you think they're gonna do to him? I really don't know. I mean, I. I would be surprised to see Galette get straight up cut, even if he gets suspended. You know, even if now there's a long way to go. And, and look, I, you said this today on Twitter, Ralph, and I, I agree with it. Let, let's as much as Junior Galette has pissed all of us off, and as much as he runs his mouth, let, let's not be too quick to judge here. I mean, we don't, we weren't there, we don't know. Yeah, I'm just calling Dave. Um, don't know. Okay. 
But so you know, I, l- let's see what how it plays out. But yeah, for me, I, I just he has he still had ten sacks this year, and the Saints' pass rush was god awful with him on the team. So yeah. I, I just I don't see them cutting him for and and I mean unless it was like a Ray Rice thing where like video was released and you know he he was. You know, it went got all. I mean, it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of it is the public court of public appeal too. And if he's, yeah. you know, if he's not getting slaughtered in the media, especially in the national media, then Saints will probably keep him. Uh, our fearless leader just joined us, Dave. Dave, what's Why the? Why are you calling me on my cell phone? Because you said you couldn't get connected, and Skype was giving me a busy signal. Yeah, and then you, you, did, you did say call me. You didn't yeah. say Skype me, Dave. Yeah. Well, the Skype thing kept kept saying busy, so that when you I'm said reading you... the text right now, it doesn't say Skype me. It yeah. says call so, me. But Dave, what's the reaction from Canal Street Chronicles on the Junior Galette uh, mini fiasco we had this morning? I don't know. I haven't been on Canal Street Chronicles. <laughs> I've been driving from Starkville all day. So I, be I be honest. When is the last time you were on Canal Street Chronicles reading a comment? Yep. Yesterday, but this morning I was driving from Starkville, Mississippi, and went straight to work. So I haven't been on there all day. Uh, why the fuck were you in Starkville? Work. Okay, so Dave, what's your thoughts on the Junior Gallette uh, situation then? Uh, my thoughts are that Junior Gallette may possibly be the stupidest fucking person I've ever met in my life. The guy gets twenty-three million dollars guaranteed in a four or five-year forty. million contract or whatever the hell it is and he's too fucking stupid to just pay the goddamn stripper 20 fucking dollars (laughs) to make it go away I I guarantee you that right now he is wishing he had just given up the 20 fucking dollars that cheap fucking bastard she just wanted a goddamn cab ride home after you banged her, double teamed her, ran a train, whatever you did with you and your cousin which by the way is gross doing a girl with a family member is gross I don't understand why you don't just pay the goddamn woman her twenty dollars, get her out of the face, and you don't have this fucking problem. It, it, it's beyond. It just doesn't make sense. You wanna, you wanna do these stupid things, then that's fine. But you're gonna pay the consequences. So that's the way I feel about it. Kevin, your thoughts. Can well, you that's talk? the leader in the that's the leader in the clubhouse, that's, and I'm not, I don't I, think we've ever had Train mentioned on the podcast before. So congratulations, yeah. Jabe. Yeah, I'm not topping. The, I don't think I'm topping that one tonight. Uh, Am I yeah, wrong? That, I mean. Uh, yeah, because uh, like, you know, e- either either she's a, either she is an actual stripper, or it was his girlfriend. There is no way in hell. There is no way in hell that this is just his. Well, side piece. I don't know, but 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 she claims she claims she was living with him. So there's got to be some way. I don't think she, she. I don't think she, I don't. I, I don't. You know, I didn't read her full statement. I didn't think she. she claimed that she was living with him. My understanding of it was that she claimed that she, you know, did chores. That, yeah. that was her words, that she did chores for him. And the fact that you have a discrepancy between him, who says she's a stripper, he may be saying that just to make her angry, you know, and, and deface her. Uh, and a discrepancy between her story. They just, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's I a mean, weird situation. Um... <sighs> Apparently he tried to videotape some of it on his phone, the whole altercation, and the, the Kenner police is trying to get a subpoena to get yeah, that. Yeah, so, that's that's just so, a. Ba- I don't care if he's innocent. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> well, what? Wait, wait, wait. Why is why is putting it on? Why is trying to tape it a bad idea? I I just think 
I, from what I know about Galette, which granted isn't much, I just feel like that guy is insane and he sees things away that are not necessarily reality. And I could just see him being like, yeah, go get my phone. I taped it. It shows everything that happened, and then it just completely incriminates him. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and it leaks, and we get to talk about it in three weeks. Right. Which might not be a bad thing for us. Um, here's the here's the, the thing is, you know, the, uh, Twitter was very angry towards Galette because he said some mean things about the 2009 Saints defense. But despite all that, that's just noise. The thing that really matters, Andrew, is what do the people inside of the building think about the guy that has 23 sacks the last two years because that's what really matters if you know because if he gets arrested his con you know I, they said on twitter you know they have the, the the clause in there that says that the contract um doesn't become guaranteed and he even said it when they were putting him in the cop car he's like i can't get arrested man it, it makes my contract not guaranteed so he really said that when he yeah. was being put in the cop car yes <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> He said, I, he said, I can't, I can't have a domestic charge. Oh, my charge. God. Dude, so, he, he just became a character in a Wayans Brothers movie. He, he did. Wow. So, but, I mean, it really, it, you know, people on Twitter are like, well, we can get out of it now. They can get rid of him. But, Juju, I mean, and we don't know, we don't know how the people in the building view him. But I got to think the Saints know he's a kind of a crazy person and – I mean, I don't see them getting rid of Gallette. I, I just... Well, I mean, part of it is he's arrived as a player, and I think they weren't really sure character-wise. Like, they knew he kind of ran his mouth, and, you know, he was intense, but I don't think they realized just how stupid he was <laughs> until until he started getting confident enough to be himself, you know? And uh, really, when you post a 12-and-a-half sack season and become the captain and then post a 10-sack season, I, I just think he's gotten to a point where he feels like uh, you know he can kind of assert himself both in the locker room and just in general with his personality and it's backfired um, you know and I think sometimes when you have a locker room with guys like Jabari Greer see it's not just that like you're taking their lead now obviously I think that they they impart some wisdom on him but I think more than that you kind of keep your mouth shut when you're not running the locker room you know when yeah, there's you other guys that everyone's looking up to um, so I, I, I definitely think that's part of it but yeah, I mean, it's we we keep going back to this. Like, do the Saints actually cut him? There, I just think from a football standpoint, it, it's going to have to be one of those things where the media and, and public pressure force them to do so. I just don't see the Saints doing that. Even if he gets suspended six games, I think there's a decent shot that you know they kind of play it off as well. There's some conflicting reports, and you know we're going to stick with him, and he's going to move on and grow from this. Oh from man, you think they would drop six games on Galette? For this, uh, well, that—that's the penalty the new, if he's convicted. Yeah, that's yeah. first offense is six games. Period. All right, well, first, of, first of all, I don't think that he has to be convicted. I mean, at, at this point, I no, think he, I think, I policy, think that's the rule. I, that, that, I think it's you have to be convicted. I, I. So if they we'll settle out of court, I'm not really sure how that plays out. If if somebody's in front of a computer, look it up. But I thought that the new domestic policy said that they don't even have to be convicted. It can be up to the team's discretion. Uh, so that's one thing going against Gillette. The other thing going against Gillette is I believe this is what they said on WWL today, but since instituting their new domestic abuse policy, I believe Junior Gillette is the first person to be arrested for domestic abuse. That's not so a good So it's very possible that, I, you know, I don't know, Gillette isn't as high a profile a player as a guy like Ray, Ray Wright. Obviously this wasn't a, you know, 
this wasn't as gruesome, I would say, I won't say serious, I'll say gruesome, as what we saw on the Ray Rice videotape. But, I mean, you do have a woman who had an earring pulled out and who had scratches. There was physical evidence, which is the main reason why they brought him down to Kenner uh, Jail. Um, you Very likely, the NFL could very likely make Gillette their poster boy for their new domestic abuse policy. That's absolutely a possibility. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, you know, the only other thing I would say is uh, that... Uh, yeah, I don't think we can count on the NFL being lenient based, no. on, the fact, based on the fact that the, the evidence is circumstantial. No. No, and I, I, I would say at the most he would just get that 16. But I, I read through the domestic abuse policy just before we came out here, and the, the first offense is the six-week six suspension without pay. Um, as, as long as, and it specifically spells this out, as long as there are no weapons involved or repeated hitting um, or choking, um, then he's not necessarily subject to further discipline. And obviously, on your second offense, then I think you're automatically banned from the league. I mean, it's a very strict and a very quick, there's no three strikes here. Um, but uh, I would say it's very likely that he could get 16 suspension, yeah. Kevin? Uh, All right, Ralph, I got to hop. I got to check out. I'll call uh, back in. He's gotta, Andrew's got to check out. <laughs> this podcast is the best. Kevin. Those all-natural Bra- Brazilian bananas, he's got to make sure those get rung up properly. Yeah, you can't be, You can't have whole, whole foods, you know. Hey, well, all right. Well, while Kevin's talking, I'm hanging up. Call me back on Skype. If it doesn't work, call me back again on my phone. All right. Um, so, all right. Yeah. So, Held, um, the the C on the chest for Junior Gallette. My, my thing is, you That's can gotta be gone. You can has to be gone. You 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 can be a knucklehead. I mean, the Saints had Jeremy Shockey, who with the Giants was the definition of dude, bro, douchebag guy. Yeah, right? but yeah, yeah, and right. With the Saints, but, uh, but, he yeah, didn't but, do any of that. Exactly, exactly. I mean, look, look, look who is look who is the carbon copy. Like, like the updated, like, seriously, who's Jeremy Shockey 2.0? Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He's, he's a bro. He's running around shirtless. He's broing it out, shirtless in a nightclub, drunk, dancing, yelling. He's banging porn stars. The man is living the life. He's (laughs) tweeting photos of a porn star in his jersey, and he's snuggling her. Like, this guy is... Crushed he it. Is Yo soy fiesta. He is. He is. He's Jeremy Shockey. He's. He's Jeremy Shockey. If Jeremy now. Shockey was awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, if Jeremy Shockey was was actually all world, then 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 Jeremy Shockey would be Rob Gronkowski. But 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 but. You know, talent. You know, talent gap aside. That's, I mean, that's the apt comparison here. You can, but you, but you can, uh, that's my point. Like, you can have, you can have a knucklehead, but you can't have a knucklehead be the team captain on one side of the ball. Like, well, it, yeah, yeah, but, but, but you see, listen, there's, there's different, there's different levels of being a fucking knucklehead. I give, you know, I'll take the guy that wants to go out and like. And 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 recreate his own bang bus. <laughs> just, 
I didn't think it was possible to top trade, but he might have just done it. Just so long, just so long as the banging involves, you know, that as opposed to fisticuffs. Dave, remember to put the parental advisory on this one. Always do. <laughs> oh, the bang bus. Um, so we'll give Juju a couple more minutes, you know, to get all the fancy pants organic food into his car. Um, you know, with Junior Galette getting arrested, when Andrew gets back, we'll talk about the cap. But uh, I thought the main thing that we talk about tonight would be Sean Payton firing coaches. He fired two, like, assistant assistant coaches. But he fired the tight ends coach, Terry Malone. And, hey, I was like, the tight ends coach? Like, why did they fire him? Like, Jimmy Graham was hurt. Uh, uh, Jonah Hill, he caught five touchdowns. He's coming along as nice as a player. Uh, Why did they fire the tight ends coach? Yeah, it's funny. They fire the tight end coach and the wide receiver coach. Those were probably the two coaches that I would say maybe get to stay if we're going to be doing a, a, a sweep here, a little house cleaning. You know, on the top of my list, we've already discussed this in weeks prior, but on the top of my list would have been uh, the defensive line coach, Bill Johnson, uh, the secondary coach, the special teams coach, Greg McMahon. Uh, none of those guys were on the chopping block, apparently. It's, it's just, you know, this move kind of smells to me like uh, all of those drastic measures that Peyton took, you know, late in the season uh, when he cut Joe Morgan, which was just about all he did. Um, he, you know, and, they, and they, they, he, he did a few other things I can't even remember, but they wound up being pointless. And, uh, and it, all amounted, it all amounted to really kind of being nothing. And, uh, and it didn't really address the issue. Um, and I kind of feel like this is, again, this, this smells kind of like that situation where, you know, he, he's, he's doing things on paper, you know, he's firing guys or trying to shake things up, but he's shaking the, you know, he's shaking the wrong things up. Well, that's, that's a fair point that he's maybe shaking the wrong things up, but I, I don't think he, he, he doesn't have, I mean, Sean, everybody was disappointed about this past year, but I don't, Kevin, I don't sense this pressure on Sean Payton like he's got to make changes or Benson and Loomis are going to fire him. Like Sean Payton could have, after the year, said, you know what? I'm not changing coaches. I believe in the coaches. We just got to get some better players in here. We got we to do a better job. I don't need, we don't need to make changes. I mean, he's not, he's, you know, he's not uh, Mark Tressman or another coach that like might get or might get fired. I mean, he's got great job security. So he didn't he didn't have to make all these changes and they say he might make some more depending on if guys that he wants to hire become available. Um but Kevin, did, did, uh what did you what what is the the tight end coach and the wide receiver coach? What did you what what did what was your initial reaction to it? Uh I I I mean, honestly, like the wide receivers coach didn't surprise me. Uh, the tight end coach, the, him him being fired, that that kind of surprised me uh, for uh, you know a lot of the same reasons that uh, that that you guys had already said. Um, but maybe he was you know like people I guess sensed that Jimmy Graham wasn't wasn't living up to his potential despite you know whatever injuries yeah 
he he'd had, and I guess Sean Payton just wasn't buying that. I think the thing that surprised me most was the was the 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 cornerbacks coach uh, not not taking the job at Vanderbilt and saying Stay. I can stay with the Saints and Sean Payton be, being like, oh, we already cleaned out your office. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that that's surprise. That's the most more surprising thing. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> um, as if we try to get Andrew back. I mean, do you, I'll start with with you, Dave. Uh, do you think they haven't? Do you think they will make any more coaching moves? Um, I mean, if you're furtively asking me whether. I think they're going to still fire Rob Ryan. The answer is, I I would hope not. You know, the, the longer they wait to find, fire Rob Ryan, that means that the the fewer and and not as good options are available to replace him with. I mean, you know, after Black Monday and all those coaches get fired, everybody starts looking for replacements. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, some playoff teams, you know, they, some of those playoff teams may start getting rid of guys. My guess would be that the only way that Peyton is going to get rid of Rob Ryan, I feel like he's got a specific person or maybe two people in mind that he would only be willing to get rid of Rob Ryan for. And only in the rare situation, maybe that one of those two guys becomes available, then he would fire Rob Ryan. Otherwise, I would say at this point, after all this time, I would say Rob Ryan's job is safe. I would be surprised if they got rid of Rob When is the Senior Bowl? When is the Senior Bowl? Uh, that- the Senior Bowl in Alabama is yeah. uh, it's after I believe the, I believe it's after the Super Bowl. Because well, because that was go ahead. Well, I was going to say because you know they let Sean Payton back early, and he came to the Senior Bowl and he shit canned Spagnola. So if he wanted to wait, he's proven that he kind of can. I mean, he got Rob. Well, Ryan. that was. I think that Senior Bowl weekend. I thought I was. I thought that, that was like his the first time he he was back. Like I thought that was the first chance he he had to uh, get back with the team. Yeah, and he fired he fired Spagnuolo like the next Monday. Right. Oh, so, I mean, are you saying this to back up the point that that if he's gonna make a move, he's gonna do it quickly, or are you making well, no? I'm saying that that, that, saying... Might, that we might see a move anywhere up to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we could see a move anywhere. No, up to the I think bowl. it's a different situation because the, the Senior Bowl that was the first chance that that was the first chance that he was back, but so he could make a decision. He couldn't make a move prior to that. But but what I'm saying is that if he did it, he did it before there, and it worked out okay getting Rob Ryan. So why would he fear doing it again? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Just uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand why wait. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, there's there's no point if if you know Rob Ryan isn't your guy, you would just get rid of him. Uh, if again, this is why I think that there's there's a short list of people that Peyton is only willing to get rid of Rob Ryan and replace him with, you know, and he's just waiting to see if uh, any of those people on his short list uh, is going to become available. And and if, and only then would he fire Rob Ryan? Because otherwise, I mean, if you, if you're planning on just getting a new defensive coordinator and you're not happy with Rob Ryan and you're just going to get rid of him, I don't understand the point of, of holding on to him and, you know, and, and waiting. You might as well just do it. And it also, 
would screw Rob Ryan because that gives him less time. Yeah. If, if he's holding on to Rob Ryan now and he plans on getting rid of Rob Ryan later, then he's a dick because, <laughs> because he, he, he's, he's in a sense, he's, he would be not allowing Rob Ryan this time period right now when he could be fired um, to go out and look for a new job. He's making it harder for Rob Ryan in the future if that were the situation. So that would be kind of a dick move if that was it. Yeah. Andrew, are you back? Jude, He's not. Oh, I have an interesting theory. Go go with your interesting theory. Okay. Sean Payton wants to fire Rob Ryan. Yeah. But he's not because he wants to see what happens with Atlanta. He wants the posi- he wants the coach there to be named and for that staff to get set before he decides to fire Rob Ryan for sure. Because if he turns Rob Ryan loose now, Rex Ryan gets hired as the Atlanta coach and names his brother Rob and names his brother Rob as his DC. And you have the Ryan brothers in Atlanta personally gunning for Sean Payton at every turn. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. And again, that's that's a strategic move, and it's kind of a dick move. But I mean, it is a strategic move. Um, but you know, that's an interesting theory. Certainly that, viable. That is a really that, Kevin. That's and the it's, best. And it's next level. That's the best football thinking. information I think you've given us in a year. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, 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 that's next level. Football information-based theory. Yeah. I'm stuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's it's usually the Dave and Juge's wheelhouse. Yeah. That's a good. Th- I, Dave, Kevin, I, I fully endorse that theory. I Thank fully, you. I, I think that's that's legitimate. Um, we'll see. I mean, my thing is, I think, pro, I think Rob Ryan is gonna, I think. Short of Kevin's theory, I think Rob Ryan is going to end up staying. But I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Sean Payton has a guy on the defensive line or somewhere else on the defense that he wants that he thinks to himself, I'm only getting rid of Bill Johnson if XX is available. Um you know, and, and you know he could always, um, uh, you know, he could, they could always uh, reshuffle Joe Vitt to another position or something too. I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they'd fire, they never fire Joe Vitt because he knows where the bodies are buried. No way, no way. Um, <laughs> but they could, I mean, they could move Joe. I, I don't think, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be stunning like if they would move Joe Vitt around. Like they could fire Bill Johnson and move Bill Joe Vitt to defensive line, and get a new linebackers coach or something. I mean, coaches change positions all the time, you know. But Andrew, um, Kevin I'm has back. A, Kevin's theory was glorious in that he thinks that Sean Payton is waiting. He's not going to fire Rob Ryan until he knows what Atlanta's going to do because he doesn't want Rex to hire Rob as the defensive coordinator. And I thought it was a very brilliant on his part. So my question to you is, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being Rob Ryan is going to get shit-canned between now and the Senior Bowl, J- 
just like Spagnola did. Or one, he's definitely staying. Where is the Fire Rob Ryan scale at today for Andrew Juge? Uh, I'd say it's at a three. You know, I, I would have said that prior to the offseason, or, you know, when the offseason started, I would say it was at a four. Um, and, you know, he made it through the day after, so there wasn't a knee-jerk reaction. And then when a handful of coaches got fired this week, um, he he was not one of those three. And so I think it went from maybe a five to a four, and now for me it's down to a three. I really think, and look, when, when Ryan came here, he, he came – he inherited a staff. You know, he, he didn't really get a chance to get paired with coaches that he knew, coaches that he liked. Um, and, you know, he, he didn't really have a whole lot to do with the personnel that was handed to him. Um, he didn't really have a whole lot to do with recruiting or anything. So I just feel like when he came to the team, it was a lot of, these are the coaches you have to work with. These are the players you have. Go do your thing. And, uh, you know, obviously he had a lot of success in year one with that, but I think, Moving forward, he really needs coaches he trusts that understand the scheme, um, and I think he really needs, um, you know, just to, to have something that, um, he, that that's his own, you know, and that way mm-hmm. he can kind of really do it. And I, I really think the Saints are going to give him that chance. I think they're going to let him – they're going to let give him a chance to build around him, get the guys that he wants um, to give him a chance to be successful because I think they do believe he's a good coach. Yeah. Um one last note before we start, we get to the quick playoff thoughts and Twitter questions. Andrew, what are the Saints' options with Gallette if they want to get rid of him cap-wise? Like, what what can they do, and how does it affect them? Well, I think, you know, he's due that big roster bonus. I don't know what happens if they cut him before that roster bonus. And, and, and if he's arrested, you know, the clause in his contract, you know, basically doesn't make that guaranteed anymore. And if they can get that off the books um, by cutting him uh, before, you know, the offseason officially starts, uh, then they might be tempted to do it. Uh, but, again, I just don't think – I don't think they're going to. Uh, but we're going to have to see how the facts play out. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, that's a big part of the equation. But, you know, kind of getting off topic for a second but related, I just feel like the big thing about the Saints defense is that too often it's been this 3-4, three, 4-3 four, four, three hybrid. And the Saints need to make it. I feel like they're at a crossroads here, not only with Rob Ryan, but also with Drew Brees' career. And if they're going to try to build a defense around him that's going to make this team, give, a, give this team a chance to be successful, they need to decide right now if they're 3-4 or they're 4-3. And if they're going to be 4-3, then Junior Gallette is an end, he's a defensive end that – doesn't stop the run that well. And I, I just feel like with, they were on to something there those last few games when they had four true linebackers, and Gallette didn't really come in unless it was tr- obvious passing downs. Or they go to a more of a 3-4, and he's just a guy that blitzes all the time, and they have four linebackers, and they get some heavier defensive ends that play the run really well. Um, so, uh, or, you know, and then he's a liability in coverage. So I, I really think they just need to decide. And Junior Collette being a key part of that defense, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it, it's almost like if they get rid of him, then the switch to 3-4 becomes a lot easier. Yeah. But they also lose 23 and a half sacks. Yeah. All right. Um, Quick thoughts on the playoff games that we didn't really give a shit about because they didn't involve the Saints. Uh. 
I so tweeted out what if the Saints lost the way Detroit lost, me and Kevin would have just the podcast would have been just nothing but obscenities for three hours, and we'd yeah. have been re- we'd have been banned by the FCC. I mean, Kevin, they threw the pass interference flag and then picked it up. I ain't never seen that. I mean, that was fucking crazy. But Raphael Bush won Twitter. He's like, I saw it. That's what Detroit gets for that whack ass call on me when we played Detroit early in the year. So I'm, I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> I'm still pissed about that. Um, I and that, that shit caught us the fucking playoffs, man. Yeah, I I, I thought that's uh, Raphael Bush, man. I'll uh, I'll pull it up. That's that's his his uh his exact tweet was uh, I figured it out. They ain't they ain't get that call because of that whack ass call they called on me at the end of the Detroit game. It makes sense now. LOL. And I was like, that, that dude, he won Twitter yesterday. That's just, yeah. that's just brilliant. But he's been keep he's been keeping that round in in uh, that uh, that round in the chamber all year long, waiting for that. <laughs> oh, props to him, man. They give seminars on how that's how you do Twitter, man. Um, but Kevin, I mean, that like that that was if you're Detroit, like you you're you you have every right to be just fucking horrified and angry as fuck today, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and here's here's the great thing. The great thing is, and I mean, I don't sympathize with anybody. I just I I I, I don't. Um, like the beauty, the beauty of the the well, the, the hilarious thing about the situation is, okay, you can either blame Jim Caldwell, then. For punting on fourth and one, or, or you have to accept the fact that the punter royally fucked the team because, because if you think about it, Detroit had led the entire game. The defense had done its job. Why would you not punt and get the Cowboys down to a point where they have to drive, uh, you know, that much further down? just to get a a uh, yeah. a field goal. So, it, you know, like it's it, cuz you either you either blame Jim Caldwell or you have to accept that Jim Caldwell made the right call. Well, the punter can't fucking punt, have a 5-yard punt. I mean, you No, just... I know. I know. I know and, and that's the killer. That's well, the, that's that's How bad have these punters been? My God, that Jeez. Arizona punter is Somebody awful. tweeted during the Arizona game, has this Arizona punter punted the ball before? And, <laughs> and it was a legitimate yeah, – I was like, that's a legitimate question. I mean, seriously, was, seriously, guys, there's got to be I, – I tweeted this. There's got to be 50 punters out there that are jobless that, you know, every, every week you see the Saints, like, try out seven kickers. You know, and and these these guys that are rotating from NFL City to NFL City that boom forty yarders and cross their fingers and hope they'll get a chance. And literally, I can't imagine any single one of those guys. All seven of them would have been better than that atrocity. We I think you could have. They could have flown Ray Guy from Hattiesburg <laughs> to Charlotte, and he's like sixty. They could have said Ray. Warm it up. You're punting today, and I think he'd have done a better job. Thomas Morstead could have punted left-footed 
further than that. <laughs> what about Thomas Morstead drunk? I mean, I like my chances at hitting a 20-yard punt. Yeah. 20 yards? I could do it. Yeah. I- I'd do it for half the price. <laughs> I'll tell you that. All right. Last question on the playoffs. Uh, Dave, who should we root for in Carolina versus Seattle? Oh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yeah, I know. It's one of those situations where you just wish they could both lose. You know, I wish it was the regular season, and I, I would, I guess, I would say I'd want them to tie. Um, <clears throat> but it's not. There's got to be a winner in the playoffs. Um, you know, this is this may sound crazy, but I, honestly, I, I think I'd rather see Carolina win. No, no. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it, Dave. Don't man. Yeah, I think I'd I think I'd rather see Carolina Shame win. On you. I I I I honestly I I really dislike the Seahawks um, that much. And if Carolina and, would get, I'm pretty confident, Dave, that if Carolina if they would go to Seattle, they'd get put out the next round, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. And I'm right. And 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 also, if they do make it to the next round, they do get a, a worse draft pick. So you are kind of you know honestly, the best case scenario is for the. Panthers to go to the Super Bowl and then lose because they get nothing and then they get stuck with the 31st overall pick. I mean, technically, that that kind of would be the best case scenario. The downside of that is you have to hear everybody talking about the Panthers for the next month. Uh, Andrew, do the Panthers have any shot at all? None. Zero. No. No. no they, they have, have no shot. shot. It's not happening. They, they have zero shot of being the Seahawks in Seattle. None. Zilch. Put in an ink. Guaranteed. I mean, I, I would bet my life. I'll quote Jim Hazlitt right now, talking about John Carney right before the really Relay City extra point. I would bet my life on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll replay that. What's the what's the what's the point spread? Uh, I think it's eight and a half. I'm wondering if that, that's a, that's pretty big for the playoffs, is it not? Yeah. Now yeah. I, I'll I mean, tell you this, guys. You've got a couple old, decrepit running backs, a quarterback that is a good runner but can't hit the broad side of the I'm corner. sorry, Dave. That's, it, the line's 11. Poor receivers. Oh, that's going to be like a defensive backfield that's atrocious. But you've got Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, beast linebackers. And for all you Saints fans that whine about our linebackers, I, I, I'm just saying – Look what two pretty incredible linebackers does for a team. Well, the only way Seattle could, to me, the only way Carolina can win is if their run defense is awesome, Russell Wilson shits the bed, and Cam Newton plays a game that he hasn't played all year long. Because even when they played the Saints, he was still kind of less than mediocre. Like, he still missed a bunch of open guys. Like, he's just not accurate this year. So that's the only way that I see Carolina winning. Um, okay, so the Seahawks are favored by 11 points. That is really high for I would, the I would take the, the, the playoffs. I was gambling, man. Yeah, 11 is a lot of points. But the playoff lines always has, get inflated a little. Do you think? Has, has it ever been more than 11 points ever for a, play, for a division playoff game? The Saints were like I want to say for Arizona, it wasn't 11, but I want to say the Saints, when they played Arizona in the playoffs. Yeah, it was like, like seven and a half or eight. It was like, well, I, that's and, and not I think 11. by the day of the game, it got to like eight and a half, nine. 
Like the okay, bo- that's well, not eleven. Kick. That's not eleven. That's fair. Um. Uh. All right. Let's get to Twitter questions. I would. I would venture to guess that the Cowboys and the Forty ers in the nineties definitely had some double digit spreads in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? All right. I mean, um, you're talking about a seven and nine and or seven eight and one team again. They're eight eight and one now, Dave. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I want to congratulate Carolina for getting to their eighth eighth win in seventeen tries. Yeah. Thanks, work, guys. All right, we great got, great season. We have Twitter question. January's very own uh, asked Kevin any slim chance we could make a play for Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't get I don't get the fascination with Fitzgerald. Why do we want Colston, a version 2.0 of Colston? For more money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Dave, one of my bucket list items happened today. Ryan Pace for the Saints told the Jets no thanks. He did I don't even he didn't want to interview for their shitty GM job. Never in my life would I see I think I'd see a Saints front office person turn down the Jets to run their whole team. Um Loomis is going to have a press conference tomorrow. What do you expect from old Mickey Loomis tomorrow? Uh, you know, just your status quo, you know, positivity. You know, you'll get a lot of, of uh, you know, canned quotes and all that kind of stuff. You know, well, we're going to be looking forward to next season and, you know, we're going to do all the right things and we feel like we're making the right moves and blah, 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 blah. I don't. I that will scare anything too eye open. Do you think they might give old Ryan? Do you think they might? I read somewhere that the rumor was they're going to give Ryan Pace a promotion because Mickey Loomis is easing into being like more of an overseer of both the Saints and the Pelicans. So Mickey Loomis is kind of like getting bumped even more upstairs, and they'll bump Ryan Pace. He'll do more like GM type stuff for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, I don't think that would be a disaster. I know we love Loomis. But his real strength is massaging the cap, you know, creating these deals, finding a way for, for the Saints to create money to, to fit in. And he's going to continue to do that. I mean, so, and Pace really is the guy that's headed the scout department. I mean, he, he to me, is, is a, the personnel guy. He's the guy that has been able to build this roster and find talent. So, it, honestly, if he was the GM and, and Loomis was overseeing slash doing the financial stuff, I don't think as Saints fans we should be too freaked out about that. Uh, Pelican fans, maybe. I would. I mean, if the Saints. I mean, can you imagine if the Saints were and you're like, oh, Dell Demps is going to run more of the Saints? We'd be like freaking out. So I'd be a little bit freaked out by that. But um, the thing about Loomis is I always consider his two biggest strengths is one, he's awesome with the salary cap. Two, he makes really good hires like Sean Payton, Ryan Pace, that sort of thing, other cat people. Um, all right, Kevin, this one is for you. Mandela asks, with the O-line in need of help, how the hell did a six-round draft pick get signed off the, pra- off the practice squad? He's talking about Rooks got signed to a futures contract today. And his Man, that draft team- class is looking worse and worse. Uh, so, Kevin, on a scale of dog shit to cat shit, can we rate the 2014 Saints draft yet? Uh, no, 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 please. I would prefer not to because I would basically have to go outside uh, in this uh, in this nine degree weather and 
uh, go outside shirtless and pray that I catch freeze or burn. <laughs> and, and and also Mandela asked, did Andrew Juge pitch his application for Arizona punter? We discussed that already. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, now, I, let me ask you guys this. If you saw if, – if this – so, you know, Stanley Jean-Baptiste is a bust, and what the Saints get, you know, Ron, Ron Powell is cut in a year or two. And what we get out of this draft class is Brandon Cooks that gives you a career that's worse than Colston but better than Meacham or Henderson. So a good career, a solid career for the Saints. And Vinny Sinceri is like a Chris Reese for six or seven years with the Saints. Like a not a Steve Gleason but like a a solid special teamer that keeps making the team and keeps making plays. Um, and that's all we get out of this draft class. So, like, a solid receiver, borderline pro bowler. Maybe Cooks makes the pro bowl one time and, and, and a special teamer, and that's it out of this class. Are you guys – do you deem that a success, or is that a huge failure in your mind? Ooh, that's, a, that's a pretty awful failure. Well, let Deep me read well. you – well, let me read you the 2007 draft, which it popped in my head as close, but it's really not. Meacham, Osama Young, Andy Allman in the third round, Antonio Pittman in the fourth round, uh, Jermon Bushrod, David Jones, uh, and that's it. And Marvin Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, Usama Young, you know, he was a good special teams player on that Super Bowl team, so that's a decent pick. Um, you know, Meacham, I think overall, you kind of I view him as a bust of a pick for the Saints. I mean, I know the Saints won the Super Bowl and he was a contributor, but I think overall he was a disappointment. Um, and uh, you know, Bushrod, obviously, I would say is the crown jewel of that class. Um, yeah, I think I think Andy Allman served me coffee this weekend. He did. He did probably. Um, let's see, but the <laughs> the next year. Let's see. Uh, Try the veal. What was the year they picked? Um, what was the year they picked the two the two guys from Wake Forest? Oh God! Uh, that was like Stanley Arnaud and Chip Vaughn. I think that was. And Stanley Arnaud. Yeah, yeah, Cedric Ellis. No, well, two thousand eight is pretty good because they had Cedric Ellis, Tracy Porter, and Carl Nix. Um, so, so they that's had Tracy Porter and Carl Nix. Cedric Ellis well, is not a the good. The Arnaud and Ch- Chip Vaughn uh, draft that that was Morstead too, right? Was that 09? Yeah, probably 09. Yeah, that might have been. Oh, my God. It was 09 because that was Morstead's first year. Morstead was the saving grace of that class. That was four, and that was only four picks. Malcolm Jenkins. uh, They traded for Jeremy Shockey, and then they picked Vaughn, Arno, Morstead, and that was was it. God damn. That is a – I mean – Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins is like he picked Malcolm Jenkins fourteen. You got to do better than Malcolm Jenkins when you pick. Although Morstead is arguably the best player on the team. Considering, yeah, I mean, consistency, yeah. I mean, this going through these drafts. When did Ryan Pace come along? Because these aren't really a ringing endorsement for him. When did when did they hire that guy? Well, I think Pace was a uh, area scout for the Saints, and he he's just moved up the ladder pretty quickly. Oh, and I yeah. think so I think the Saints love him because he's been responsible for like finding Lance Moore and Pierre Thomas and a lot of these guys under a rock. Kevin, this is another question. Uh, so, in what kind of world would you insist a woman is a dancer instead of your housekeeper? 
what can, what, uh, what, what condition is the house in? <laughs> it must be just filth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, hey, look, he tweeted a fucking picture of his cabinetry, and 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 the kitchen, uh, the kitchen looked nice. So I don't know. I'm gonna guess Galette takes better care of of the house than uh, Jonathan Sullivan. Oh man, let's see. Do we have any? <laughs> Jonathan Sullivan didn't know how bills worked, man. He was taking a dump in in the second right. floor. Uh, this is a good question for, for Andrew. this is a question for Andrew or Dave. Dave, you can take this one. This is from Adam Fauche, winner of the podcast league. Who's more mature? My, off, Adam. Who who's more mature, my ten month old or Junior Galette? <laughs> yeah, your ten month old probably. Certainly my two and a half year old. Uh I started off the show telling you how dumb I thought Galette was. I, I think twenty bucks probably and he wouldn't be sitting in this situation, so uh, this is from Ferrari, Andrew. Any chance the Saints draft a good linebacker this year, or should they just give up and look for free agent? Did Jude leave us? He, no chance. No, no chance they draft a linebacker. No chance they draft a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. When will the news drop about Junior Gallet starring in the Launch Yard remake? Who are its cast? Wait, the re- they already remade it like uh, 10 million years ago with Adam Sandler. I mean, I didn't know they were going to remake it again. Uh, yeah, that movie doesn't it's need to be It's a remake of the remake. Yeah. This is a yeah. better question for you, Kevin. Uh, what remake are... North Dallas 40. What, yeah, this is a good question for Kevin. This is specifically for you because it's about wrestling. What are Sean, Sean Orlean's five moves of doom, and would you rather hit Goodell or a string of Steeler fans with them. Oh God! Oh man, that is that is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> God, what? I don't think I even. It, it, well, this tells you how terrible a wrestler I am. I only have four moves of doom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so let's see. So my my four moves of doom are a Running high knee to the face, uh, a chop block to the back of the knee, followed by a shining wizard, followed by and followed by an inverted cloverleaf, and all these fucking terms are going all over you, you motherfucker. Don't, don't 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 you dare ask, Ralph. Uh, so yeah, so those four those are my four moves of doom, and God. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to pick Goodell because Steelers fans' legs are so goddamn fat that I, I would get wedged in between, in between their, their, uh, the back of their leg and the and upper part of their calf when I was going to take out their knee. And even if I could pull that off, I still wouldn't be able to pick them up and put them in that finishing move to break their shin. So I wouldn't be able to pick them up anyway. Right. So I'll take Goodell. All right. Speaking of other moves, Kevin, we need to talk about your exploits on the different dating websites. We were talking about this in the precast because the rest of us are old married people. But Kevin, 
Working on the night moves. Working on the night moves. Working on the night moves. And we were trying to figure out his batting average for Match.com and Tinder and OKCupid. Working on the night moves. Kevin, you you have a pretty strong batting average for OKCupid. Dude, we need to get Dave. Boy, Dave needs to do it. Look, all of us need to get together one day so we can all do karaoke, and Dave needs to hit up night moves. I would crush you. I, 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 I can tell. That's great. Andrew, I'm sure, is a good – I mean, Andrew's in, into music and plays music, so you know, he might give me a run for my money. I do two songs in karaoke, and I dominate both. I do Soul Man by the Blues Brothers, and I do Expressway to Your Heart by the Blues Brothers. Yeah, you guys, you guys weren't impressed by uh, my vocals on uh, Iron Eagle? Come on. <laughs> um, but, Kevin, your batting average for OK Cupid pretty good. We were impressed. <laughs> So, 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 you know, you got, we got a lot of young people on the podcast and they're young and they aren't married. If you were going to nominate, if you were going to recommend uh, a dating website, since you use them all, which one would you recommend? Okay. First of all, let me say, I do not use them all. I am not using, (laughs) I'm not using shit like plenty of fish or whatever. Like I've seen what that's like. (laughs) I've never even heard of that. I'm an old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I'm also not using. I'm also not using J Date. I'm also not using Christian Mingle or or, or those other things. Um, Farmers Only dot com. <laughs> I'm also not using or Farmers Only. Farmers. Um, farmers. Or, farmers Only. Yeah, yeah. Dave looks for his mistresses on Christian Mingle. <laughs> I'm also, and for the record, I'm also not using. I'm also not using Ashley Madison. So. I look for them on Christian Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here. Oh. Out of here. Um, yeah, so I, I've i used Match, I've used OkCupid, and I've used Tinder. Uh, okay, Tinder isn't really like a dating service. Yeah, but no, but here's, but here's the problem, though. It's sort of become more of a fucking dating service. What? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's wait, not, well, where did you say you were on Tinder, Ralph? You said you were one for three, right? No, yeah, I'm not yeah, one for yeah, three yeah. on any dating website since about 2005, Andrew. No, me. <laughs> me. You. I, I have been one for three. Mm-hmm. On Tinder, right? On Tinder. And which one did you have more success on? Well, <laughs> Match.com, I was one for one because I met my now ex-girlfriend on there. Yeah. And and she and she was wonderful. And then, uh, okay, Cupid... <laughs> Well, well, I mean, I'm not going to bash her. We, we're still friends. Like, like, I mean, sir, like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I do. Like, I, get, I meet a woman. I get married to her. I get divorced, and we're still friendly. I meet a woman. We go out. We stop seeing each other, and we're still hanging out. Like, it's just a weird. Kevin, it's, it's, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is any any evidence that I even dated people before my wife is destroyed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me, I need that evidence. I need, I need to be able to say to myself, okay, I was. A- there was a period in my life where I was actually, uh, you know, getting it done. Getting it because <laughs> because Jesus because Jesus knows, uh, young Kevin was not getting anything done. Well, the, Kevin, I, I was gonna make. I think we need to make this a regular meet the Mendoza line. I think we need to make this a regular segment where you break down uh, 
you break down like dating websites and you can give advice to singles and other people with romantic issues, they can tweet us questions and we can give them romance advice because it's the off season and we need stuff to do. Right. <laughs> well, well, we already know Dave's advice for romance. Just throw the gal 20 bucks. <laughs> oh man this 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 is the first podcast of the off season and we are already off the rails and into the ditch first podcast of 2015 it is the best podcast of 2015 it is this is the best one we've done in 2015 <laughs> all right um it's the whole food echo wasn't it? it no yeah it was um go to saints nation Andrew's got a bunch of stuff. He's counting down the best plays of the year. This is how pathetic the Saints season for 2014 is. Jarris Bird forcing a fumble versus Atlanta was in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you are doing the Lord's work. Blogging in the Saints. Oh, oh just wait. I- I've also got uh, the ten worst already lined up. Oh, so my after, God. After my countdown of the top ten, get ready for a world of pain. Oh my God! That did, did, how how long was how how many people how many things did you have to trim off the top ten ten worst? You know, honestly, I mean, there obviously there was so much, but there was about thirteen obvious ones. So it was very easy to get it to thirteen. It was very difficult to cut three. There were three just like if I told you what they were right now, you'd be like, how did that not make it? How did that not make it? And then I would tell you the top ten, and you'd be like, oh yeah. Give us one that didn't make it as a tease. Uh, off the top of my head, um, let me think. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one. All right. Yeah. I caught I caught you on. I don't know. T- tell tell me something awful, and I I'll tell you if it made it or not. Uh, the Drew the, the what's that? The Hail Mary that didn't get called. No, that's yeah. in there. That's in there. The uh, the uh, the Drew Brees fumble in overtime versus San Francisco. That is not in there. Oh, man, that's a, there you go. That is a strong list. Yeah, it is a strong list. <laughs> I mean, hell, the last Falcons game and uh, the uh, the Detroit game alone, and the, the sorry, the San Francisco game and the Detroit game alone was good for like five. Damn. So. Go to go to Saints Nation. Andrew's doing that. Go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave's got a bunch of fun stuff. Comment people, comment and ranting, raving. Go to the Junior Galette thread. It's quite entertaining. Uh, Kevin is on Twitter. That never fails. And Tinder. And Tinder and any dating. And OK Tinder. And OK Tinder. Yeah, that should be it now. I'm no longer on Twitter. I'm just on Tinder. He's on some sort, probably some sort of St. Louis-specific, like, uh, dating website, like the Arches or something. I don't even know. Um, so anyway, for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Please remember to donate. We need all the money you can give us. Uh, until next week, uh, be safe. Swipe right on me. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.